eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's time for your weekly cast, the weekly podcast from Cardinal Authority. I am senior writer Michael McCamma, joined by publisher Jody Demling. Lots to get to today. We've got a basketball season that's you know now three games in. Football season that's winding down. So let's get to it. And the women's are, are often running with a spectacular performance from their All-American freshmen. So we're going to get to as much as we can uh, during these next few minutes here on the Cardcast. And, and Jody, let, let's start with football. It's the season that's, that's kind of bringing it to itself to an end here. Uh, one game left. Uh, you know, and it, 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 the, the story continues uh, for these Cardinals. Again, you know, looking back to, to their the last outing up at Boston College and once again, turnovers doom the Cardinals in another one uh no doubt about it um Michael I think um I think I looked let's see when I looked the other day every game every loss except for Notre Dame Louisville has had three turnovers that's crazy it, it is it's crazy isn't it it's unbelievable um but you know the thing about it is when you think about that and when you think about um when you think about uh what they've done and, and, and Scott Satterfield said it the best the other night. I mean, and, and, and I, I agree with him some, and I don't agree with him others. Uh, most of uh, the fumbles have been fumbles. Some of the interceptions literally have been flukes. I mean, you, you think about the one back, was it the, it was like, it was a home game. It was a home game and it was a batted ball. It was a ball that went off the receiver's chest and then batted to, by somebody else right into the hands of another. So, I mean, you know, you, there, there are things like that. There, there are flukes that happen. But um, you got to hang on to the ball. And the, the, the fact that I keep going back to, the fact that I think is crazy, um, is the fact that the university, the coaches uh, that, that Louisville has now, the same coaching staff, had zero fumbles the entire last year they were at App State. So again, it's not, it's not taking up for the coaches and it's not, it's not ragging on the guys or, or, or vice versa or whatever like that. It's just the matter, the matter of a fact is that they teach it, they drill it. And for some reason, it's just this team, it hasn't sunk in. And I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. And we've talked about it. You know, we, we, it's been an ongoing discussion, as you know, Jody, when we've, had these, you know, virtual press conferences, whether it be with Scott Satterfield or or with Dwayne Ledford, the offensive coordinator, during, throughout the season. You know, this has been a frequent topic of conversation. They've talked about, you know, different uh, ways they're trying to hold, you know, the team and individuals accountable. You know, whether it be 
additional work after you know staying late after practice to do some extra things being be it running or push-ups or whatever you know if something happened in practice you know like if 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 somebody fumbles the ball in practice, they got to do immediate up downs right then, you know, and then, you know, and there's other things to doing it as well. You know, there's the board where, you know, names get put up and it's not a board that you want to have your name on. So, um, you know, they've tried different measures to, to hold guys accountable. Um, and yet they continue to happen, you know, and obviously a lot of people, you know, think, well, the ultimate accountability is to, to sit their butt down on the bench and, and see if that wakes them up and, you know, and, it, there's an argument to be made there, but at the same time, I don't think that's really the wisest choice, you know, for some of the positions that we're talking about as well. You know, to me, it's just, it's been crazy. I mean, it's gotten to the point to where when we're making our weekly picks, it's like it used to be earlier in the season. If they can get rid of these turnovers, they've got a chance to win. Now it's like get, expect the turnovers, but hopefully the defense or something else will happen, you know, to, to kind of even them out and, you know, and the defense ha- on there for the defense, speaking of them, I mean, they've they've increased their numbers a little bit in recent weeks, which is something you love to see, uh, you know, being a little bit more aggressive, attacking, the, you know, the ball a little bit more. But my gosh, I mean, I agree with you. Yes, some of these interceptions have been fluky, but, uh, you know, but when when there's so many uh, turnovers, even the fluky, the tip balls and stuff are accentuated even more and just seem like, you know, even more of a problem. But, you know, it's, again, it's a broken record. If Louisville's able to cut their turnovers in half, you know, we're talking about them potentially needing another win or maybe they've already secured a winning season at this point. But, you know, at this point, they, they rank in that last nationally in, in turnover margin. They're, they're next to last in total turnovers. Um, it, it's just been, it's, it's been crazy to see how much it has happened. And, and like you said, you know, three a game is is insane. I mean, I've I've never seen anything like that so consistently throughout an entire season. I mean, it, it's just bizarre. Yeah, no, it it totally is. And uh, and I think when you, uh, you know, I I think when you move forward looking looking to in, you know into the future, I mean, yeah, there's a, there's another game this year. We'll talk about that in a minute. But when you think about the future of this program, um, I, I think that that. Again, that's the biggest difference between now and last year. That's the biggest difference is is the fact yeah. that last year they fumbled the ball. They won games at the in, at the end, and they won close games. And I went back and I could count four of them last year, four victories that could have gone either way in the very end, and uh, and they won. Uh, now this year, four games that could have gone either way, and they lost. You know what I mean? So it's just one of those uh, it's one of those deals. All right, moving forward. It's a big couple of weeks, um, a big few couple of weeks here uh, for the Louisville football program, in, in my opinion. And you might say, well, that's kind of crazy. Well, no, it's really it's really not. Tomorrow's December 1st. OK. And uh, so between December 1st and December 19th, they're going to play a game most likely at some point. OK. And they're also going to have a signing class on December 16th. That is 22 players deep, and is what? What's the ranking now, Michael? As far as star ranking, is it second all time? Uh, second rating, or third rating. Yeah, rating. Yeah, uh, player prospect rating. It's either second or third. I'll have to pull that back up, and we'll we'll do a it's, more updated it, it, so one. But it's it's, but it, it's but yeah, it's, it's second or third all time. Yeah, I mean, um, even if I mean ranking and player prospect ranking. I mean, both of them rank among the best the schools ever had. So, so in the next. 
in the next, you know, starting to starting December 1st from the next 19 days, they, they have to practice. They got to get some young, they'll get some young kids going. But but for the most part, a lot of the focus will be on recruiting. They will do uh, a Zoom call uh, with each of the uh, of the of the of the commitments of the 22 with the staff. Uh, that'll be more for parents than it is. Uh, you know, those guys are all pretty, pretty set right now, I think. Uh, and, and, you know, I think 11, I think my count was 11 of them are coming uh, next uh, next month or well, not ne- almost next month in January uh, to enroll in classes and, and all that kind of good stuff. So a, a lot of ch- moving parts over the next uh, over the next 19, 20 days here. Um, we'll, we'll start with the, the game. Um, it, they're scheduled right now for December 19th against Wake Forest. Wake Forest is making up a game. Well, Wake Forest was supposed to play this week um, against Miami, and they canceled. They're supposed to play next week, and I forget who they're supposed to play next week. But they're they're supposed to host someone next week on December 12th already as a makeup as a makeup from before. Um, they're in COVID. They're they're having COVID issues now. Their athletic director made a statement on uh, Saturday saying that he anticipates that they will play uh, again this season. That they will get back on the field. Um, Louisville scheduled to play them on December 19th. I've been told that the ACC really doesn't want to go to the 19th, and I think it's more of the schools don't want to go until the 19th. I mean, you've got to really that would really make a tough week for coaches. I mean, it's already it's already national the uh, the ACC championship week, you know, this year, but it's signing week. It's that. I mean, it, it just there would be a lot of things going on. Plus. It's the week before it's the week before Christmas. And if you finish on the 12th, then you can give the guys the rest of the month off, you know, and report back on on the 6th or whatever. And, you know, depending on a bowl game. And I I don't think there's going to be a bowl game. But, um, you know, I did hear some things about like, I mean, even a team like Liberty is probably not going to get to a bowl game because the conferences because of financial concerns and all that. The conferences are going to have to fill their bowl spots like they're going to make you know, three and four win teams play to fill those spots in, in some cases. So long story short, I, I think when it ends up, I think there's a good chance that Louisville probably plays on the 12th. I just don't know who it would be. I mean, it could be Clemson and it could be Duke. Uh, I doubt it's going to be Wake Forest um, if it's on the 12th, because again, and I'm trying to fumble and look to see. They got Notre Dame set. Notre Dame. Day. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So they got Notre They have Notre Dame. So, um, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Um, it will be very interesting to see what they do and how they do this, Michael, with the ACC. I know they've I know they've asked Louisville a number of different options, and I think Louisville is 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 cool with whatever they uh, they want to pull off, try to pull off. Yeah, I think if I'm Louisville and they're going to move us to the 12th, you know, I think they'd probably rather pull Duke out of the hat than Clemson, you know, for obvious reasons. Um, you know, and, and when you're looking at that December 19th day too. Um, Teams that are going to be playing that if they're playing that weekend, then they're you know outside of the ACC championship game. Those are the teams that are most likely going to play in the earlier bowl game dates, and and those are right. just you know that just starts a few days after the December nineteenth date as well. So um, you know you're going from one game to potentially you know a week or maybe even less in some cases having to turn right around and, and play in a bowl game. So a lot of reasons yeah. you know to well, move that game up. Yeah, Michael, and 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 yeah, that you make you make a good point there because um, because there there are bowl games 
the one the bowl game uh and again my my I'm having trouble with my laptop during of course during this but the one bowl game that is an ACC bowl game for sure um is the uh uh is the day after um it's in Tampa I don't know what it's called now it's been called a thousand different names uh but it is a uh um let's see it is a it's a bowl it's an ACC bowl game on the 26th so you can't really expect teams to play on the 19th and then turn around in a bowl game uh, and play on the 26th. I just don't think you can. Uh, the Gasparilla Bowl um, is uh, is an ACC-SEC game in Raymond James Stadium, Tampa, on December uh, the 26th, which uh, December 26th um, is exactly one week after the 19th, obviously, that next Saturday. And you're talking about Christmas Eve and Christmas Day in that week as well. So I, I, I'm not sure... Again, they they got to be careful with how they do it and moving forward into uh, into bowl games. There's also the first responder bowl, uh, which is in Dallas, uh, which is the day after Christmas as well. Uh, that's an ACC that's an ACC game, uh, and then you also have December 28th is uh, the military bowl. So you've got three bowl games that would be affected by lower teams. And, and, and again, you know, and Jody also, um, you know, the Fenway bowl, which has been canceled, has been replaced by the Montgomery bowl, which is, I believe ACC and AAC. And that's on December 23rd. That's on December. Is it the 23rd or is it the 25th? I thought it was the 20th. There's there's two games in Montgomery this year. There's the, the Montgomery bowl and I forget what the, uh, whatever they call the other one. Okay. Uh, Okay. Yeah. So there's two bowls there. And I think the one on the 23rd is the ACC and AAC. So, so and, and and I'm not necessarily projecting projecting Louisville's going to a bowl game because I I'm one that still thinks that's a long shot to happen because there's yeah. because there's going to be some bowl games canceled and I think Louisville just being where they are um, but but Wake Forest is four and three um, you, you know and and they're not going to play this week and they're going to probably most likely play Notre Dame so they would be four and four they're more likely to get into a bowl I guess from what I, I, you know, from from everything you hear, um, they're more likely to get into, you know, into a bowl, um, you know, and, and, and Louisville could be three and seven if they win the last game, four and seven. I mean, I think four and seven. I think if they win four games, they're probably going to bump up and, and get into one of those last bowl games. But it, it's just there's so much that is up in, in the air right now, Michael, that uh, yeah. I, I just think. Uh, I would hate it for them not to get. Look, this is a this is a senior class that has got a couple of really special guys in it. Um, in Des is special. I mean, I, a lot of a lot of these seniors have been around and done a lot, but Des is really really special from a talent standpoint, from what he's done for the program standpoint. Um, you know, Robbie Bell has been through hell and back in this pro for this program in this program. Um, you know, he um, went through a lot. In the, in, with the last coaching staff and his comeback, um, you know, and, and, and there's other guys too that have been around that stuck it out that have been really, really loyal. And I would really hate to see them not get a senior day. So my hope is they just play one of these last two weekends, the 12th or the 19th, whatever it is. I'm pretty certain as we, as we tape this on Monday afternoon, I'm pretty certain of one thing. I'm pretty certain they won't have a game this week. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my that's my gut feeling because they're not planning on a game this week and uh, and, and and I don't think that will happen. 
Yeah, but you know, it is 2020 and who knows what's going to happen. But, you know, one thing's for sure, for sure, as we do continue to move forward with this college football season, like you mentioned, there, there's probably going to be a few more bowls that decide to, to, to postpone or cancel for the 2020 season. That's, you know, and that will certainly create a, a ripple effect. And as you pointed out with Liberty, there might be some programs who can't really afford to get to these bowl games, which is also an unfortunate situation, which is could potentially open up some opportunities for, for programs that otherwise wouldn't get in there, but, uh, yeah. you know, well, and, you, and do one hope, I, you do hope that they're able to, to finish this season, you know, how, whoever the opponent is, Clemson, Duke, Wake, whoever the opponent is, you would like to see them, you know, take advantage of these upcoming weeks, um, and continue to improve focus, not only on the game upcoming, but also the future as well. One last thing again, 22, we expect 22 signees, uh, check out the recruiting scoop today. I've got a couple little nuggets in there about the class and, uh, about filling out moving forward and, and, and all that kind of thing. And there is just two spots left. It's not going to change. It hasn't changed no matter how many times uh, that, that people want it to change. There's two spots left between now and August 1st that they can uh, they cannot add. And again, they could add somebody after August 1st, but it, it would have to be almost like the perfect situation to where, you know, the kid didn't graduate until the summer. And, and most kids, most kids are going to want to know by then, uh, where they're where they're where they're at and most kids are going to want to get on campus if you're going to be a grad transfer or a transfer you're going to want to get on campus this summer uh this spring and this summer and kind of get to work and all that like they like they always do so again there, there's wiggle room late but uh, but it would have to be like a perfect perfect situation so we expect 22 and then two more uh left in this in this class and we'll keep you updated on all of the latest with uh, with that recruiting stuff hey before we talk men's basketball just a real quick women's basketball they're loaded it's ridiculous uh, yeah. what they've what they've got I mean, Haley Van Liff is literally one of the best players in the country, and she's played two games. And I don't think there's any question about it. And Kiana Smith, who I think um, on any given day can be Louisville's best player, has not even played a minute yet this year. She's been uh, unavailable. Uh, we kind of all know what that means in 2020, uh, <laughs> even though mo- some people don't say it. She's been unavailable the first two games. And uh I've been told she'll be back if they play on Wednesday, which they don't have a game scheduled right now. But the plan for them is uh, to announce if Cincinnati is able to do it, to announce a game uh, at Cincinnati on uh, uh, at some point this week, either Tuesday night or Wednesday night. And then the plan is for them to go play uh, a top 20 team, as Jeff Wall said yesterday, uh, in Uncasville, uh, Connecticut, uh, at the Mohegan Sun on Friday night. Uh, and again, we uh, we we would think that that's going to get announced at some point uh, today or tomorrow. Uh, it, it should be announced. So they're they're loaded. Um, I, I just mentioned two players as the best players in the country are on their team. And I didn't even mention the reigning ACC player of the year who leads them in scoring right now. Um, right now, after after the first week of play and some teams have actually played three games, Louisville played two. But after the first week of play, Haley Van Lith ranks eighth in the ACC in scoring and eighth in the ACC in rebounding from the guard position. And yeah. Dana Evans ranks fourth in the ACC in scoring and fourth in the ACC in assists. So it's uh, uh, it's a fantastic team, all that. And Olivia Cochran is probably the difference maker for them because she's a big body uh, down low and in the middle. So I'm excited to get to go see them uh, again uh, on uh, on Sunday. Uh, if they actually play Wednesday in Cincinnati, I might actually try to make that trip uh, to see them up there just because 
Um, the, the, the opportunities are going to be few and far between this year. If you get a chance to get out and see them, uh, uh, you need, you need to go do it. Yeah. I was out of town, so I was unable to, to see that. Haven't had the opportunity to see that play yet, but really looking forward to seeing them, especially Haley Van Lith. I mean, obviously a lot of hype, you know, for, for what she can bring to the, to Louisville, you know, her first career double double against Eastern Kentucky, you know, and I thought, you know, reading the reports afterwards and I thought Jeff Wall's kind of, you know, kind of one of those captain obvious statements when he says, you know, the season's going to be fun and that if, if Haley and Dana can continue to develop the chemistry together, it should be a really exciting season to watch. And what, that's, what cer- I was, that's certainly going to be the case. What I was more impressed more than any about more than anything. I've met Haley. I interviewed her in person twice while she was, uh, um, yeah. uh, but when she was a signee and a recruit and I've seen her, but I'd never seen her in person on the floor uh, until, until Sunday. Uh, but she is just, built i mean her her build is uh is, is crazy um the way she just she's a workout i mean I, well i don't know this but i don't know that she's a workout freak but she looks like a workout freak uh freak just because she's so muscular she's so strong and that translates with her game because when she takes it into the paint people can't stop her she's so crafty and so good um, you know, people people can't stop her. And and I'm not, I would never compare, obviously, to Kobe or anything like that. But she's got a little bit of that mentality. You can see where he you know, she has worked out what she had worked out with him uh, before he passed away uh, and, and had been doing it for over a year. And they became friends and buddies and that kind of thing. And you can see a little of that mentality when she gets in the lane kind of the pump fakes and the things that she does. It's, it's fun to see. And uh, I'm telling you this, it's, it's, it's going to be very, very, it's going to be very, very special. So, uh, all right, men's basketball. Look, I'm, I'm amazed. I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised that they've looked not, not that they've won, but that they've looked like they had, obviously if Seton Hall had practiced longer, that game could have been different. Tomorrow night is going to be hard. It's going to be a difficult test because Western Kentucky, in my opinion, uh, I think they're in the top 20. I think they're one of the 20 best teams uh, in in the country, I don't think there's any doubt about it because I'm a big Wake, uh, West Virginia guy. I think West Virginia is going to be really, really good and hard to beat as they move forward down the road. So these, um, so these, uh, you know, it's it's. It, I, I think Western Kentucky it poses a lot of problems for Louisville tomorrow night with the shorthanded roster that they have. But I'm amazed at this point, and I got to give credit um, what Mike Pegues, Luke Murray, and Dino Gaudio have done as far as with the scouts so far and how they have attacked each and every one of these opponents, you got to give them a lot of props. Yeah, you do. I mean, you come into this season, I think any of us are a little bit surprised that Louisville is, you know, not that they played murderer's row or anything. They certainly, certainly haven't, uh, but to be three and O and the way they've done it, you know, in each game, I think you, you've been able to see with each game, the positives, uh, a number of positives to take away, including this last one against Prairie View, um, you know, started off a little sluggish in that game, but you still like to see the resolve and the, and the fight back. And then the attention to detail when the, when the, with, whether it's coach Mack or any of the assistants saying, Hey, stop doing this and start doing this. And, you know, snap the fingers. And they started making that. Okay. Coach, just, I, I hear what you're saying. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, crash the boards a little bit better. I'm going to tighten up my defense a little bit better. Um, it's been impressive to see them, uh, you know, make the transition and, and what can you say about, you know, you got Jalen Withers coming in, a redshirt freshman. You've got, uh, you know, obviously, J.J. Trainer, the, the big story from game number two against Seton Hall. And then Dre Davis. I mean, those three guys, uh, very inexperienced, obviously, coming in. And the impact they're able to have to this point, 
um, when when coming into the season, especially for the two freshmen, there really wasn't too much expectations for what they were going to, you know, what their roles would be this year. And to see them coming in and really making an impact this early, again, not against ACC competition, but they're showing the confidence that you need. They're showing, you know, the aggressiveness that you want to see from guys coming in that they want to have an impact. And, uh, you know, again, as you, to your point, you know, tip of the hat to, to not just Chris Mack, but the entire staff for the effort and uh, that they've been able to pull out of these new guys and these inexperienced guys. Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's great. Um, you know, this is a big week for him. This is a week to tell. Uh, this is a big week to tell with um, what where they're going to look if they lose to Western Kentucky and they don't have Samuel Williamson. Obviously, that's a big deal, especially because of the, the other guys that are that are, that we know that are out. OK, um, but. Um, you know, if, if they play, if they play Western tight and I think green, you know, Greensboro possess, possesses some, um, some real problems, um, you know, for Louisville when they play them, uh, when they play them on Friday, I mean, they've got, uh, Greensboro's got a really good, uh, they've got a really good squad. And I think when you look at, uh, at some of the things that they've got, I mean, Hayden Koval was the fourth leading shot blocker in the nation last year at central Arkansas. So he's a big seven, two guy that is going to, it's going to present them with, you know, a whole lot of problems. And then Isaiah Miller is the best player in the Southern. I I think he's Isaiah Miller is the best mid major player in the country. And I don't think there's any question in my mind um, that, uh, that he is, uh, is a guy that's probably uh, at the end of this year going to get drafted uh, out of a mid-major. Um, I'm not sure if he has, I don't think he has another year left. I think this is it for him. Uh, but, but uh, you know, so they present problems. But Charles Bassey, Tavion Hollingsworth, Carson Williams, Western Kentucky is loaded with, uh, uh, with talent. And, uh, and, and so it's going to be difficult for them. I, I do think, Michael, a couple, a couple of notes. Dre Davis is better than everybody thought he would be. And I got to give Evan Daniels props. I've talked to him several times uh, after games, and you know he was the he was the one that was really high on JJ Trainer. And uh, I, you know I don't think JJ Trainer has proven that he's going to be a great player at Louisville just yet, but I think he's proven um, that he has the potential to be a really good college basketball player at the University of Louisville over the course of the next few years. And I don't know that some people. I, I think some people you know, maybe question that, uh, you know, going into the season. Yeah. Uh, you know, what you'd love about JJ, JJ is, you know, I mean, well, we've heard that he's a quiet guy. We know that he's a quiet guy from doing interviews and talking with the coaches and things like that, but he, he's showing despite being quiet that he's got a motor, you know, he, and he, he's driven to, to prove people that he can play at Louisville. Um, and thus far, you know, through three games, he's starting to show little flashes, of that, I mean, what he did against Seton Hall, I mean, that that takes a lot of confidence, and accomplishing something like that is certainly a huge boost to his accomplishment. And obviously, much has been said about, you know, his length and his reach and all that. And and as they continue to bulk him up, which they will over the next couple of years, I think he's just got the potential to to get better and better and better. And at some point, you know, that potential is going to become reality for him. I, you know, I'm excited to see what he's got. And, and Dre Davis, to me. Um, has, has been a, an amazing surprise. Um, not that you know nobody didn't think he could accomplish it, but you could see the 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 focus that he has you know put on put in the weight room 
leading up to his freshman season during the during the preseason is clearly notable, and that's certainly making a difference. You know, the, the comments from Chris Mack about how he's been showing flashes at both ends of the court during the preseason ha- have proven, you know, reality so far through these three games. I mean, he leads the team in blocks, leads the team in steals, you know, and he's a guy that's, you know, attacking the rim. Um, and in doing so, he's getting to the foul line where he's, you know, he's hitting over about 73% from the free throw line. So uh, really like what we're seeing out of those two. And, and another guy that I'm really impressed with thus far has been Quinn uh, um and what he's been performing. You know, he's a guy that's never lacked in confidence either. And, you know, he's shown the ability and the, the drive to get to the boards and make things happen. And, and he's just, you know, also another guy that's getting to the free throw line. And, you know, he's what, hitting 90% from there as well. So, uh, you know, a lot of positives through three games. Certainly, as, as you pointed out, you know, the tests get a lot more difficult this week. You know, I, I'm with you. Western Kentucky, I think, you know, they're, they're certainly a postseason team and one that, uh, you know, is going to give a lot of teams uh, headaches this year. They should do extremely well in Conference USA play um, and, and will certainly challenge, you know, and I would think is probably going to be the favorite against the Cardinals when they meet here in a couple of days. Yeah, no, I don't. Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, I, yeah, I think they. I think they'll be definitely the favorite. It'll be interesting to see how kind of Louisville plays them with the. Uh, you know, as, as Chris was talking about the the, they look like the Lilliputians. Um, uh, they'll look like the Lilliputians <laughs> out there. Um, Charles Bassey was the uh, CUSA Player of the Week. Um, Davion McKnight was Freshman of the Week. They've got they've got good players. Um, yeah. in in uh, and they've done a they've done a really nice That's job. Experience. Yeah, and in some experience, they've done a really nice job uh, going into uh, headed into this season so far, uh, and what the, and what they have uh, been able to accomplish. So uh, it'll be interesting. A good test for Louisville. Good week for Louisville. It should be um, later in the week. There will be a decision from Tay Davis, who's Dre Davis's brother. He's a class of 2022 prospect. I still expect Louisville uh, to pick up their first commitment in the 2022 class um, with Tay Davis. He was actually there at the game on Friday. Um, his parents are, have been to uh, each of the first three games, but uh, he was there on Friday. Mom and dad back on Sunday. He didn't come with them. They only get certain t- amount of tickets, and it's a it's a family ordeal with the Davises. Grandma and grandpa both uh, like to come to games and like to be around and 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 have fun. And uh, and they sit real close to where we're at uh, right now for uh, uh, four games this year. And let me tell you, they are uh, a very uh, energetic bunch. I'll just say, I'll just say that they're very energetic the uh, the about it. They, uh, they yeah. are. And, uh, it's, uh, it's fun to see. So, yeah, so it's a lot of fun and it, and it should be a good week for Louisville this week. Uh, hopefully they can get a couple of wins and then, um, and if they get a couple of wins, uh, after they get a couple of wins, let's say that then hopefully, uh, the, the cards, uh, will pick up a good commitment on, uh, on Saturday and, uh, head into the new week out of the MTE with, uh, with, with a lot of positives. So, uh, uh, you know, it's a, it's look, it's a, it's a long season, but it could be a short season. So you just got to take it game by game and hope that you get as many games in, uh, as uh, you possibly can. And for them, that's the hope right now is, uh, is that they get, um, all five of these games. Uh, they, if they can get them all in by the end of the week, They've got three in. If they can get two more in by the end of the week, um, then then I think that's a win for them. Even uh, no matter what the uh, no matter what the uh, the schedule or the 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 wins loss column says. Hopefully it says five and zero. Oh, but if it says four and one, I think they have to be pleased with uh, with what they've seen 
so far. All right, for Michael McCammon, I'm Jody Demling. This has been a, our uh, regular edition of the Cardscast. No game day edition this week. Hopefully we'll have a commitment edition uh, later in the week as well. But for now, just keep clicking at cardinalauthority.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.